Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that knows something about recasting old movies, and sometimes the suspense is killer. Yes. Ooh. You have found yourself in our second episode of Recasted's month of first and critically acclaimed director movies. Two months. Oh, yeah, two months. Months. No, I just said, well, okay, months. (laughs) Whatever. Last week, we completed what historians, fans, and movie buffs considered as his first theatrical release from the director, Alfred Hitchcock. And now we take on one of his most critically acclaimed films, as suggested by our research. Thank you, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, So with us is the man who knows at least 100 ways to murder me. It's Hassa. 101. And arguing for each point with a counter-murder, it's myself, Chris. So we're the two weirdos. We're the two weirdos. (laughs) Uh, You might think when it comes to Hitchcock that we'd be doing Psycho, North by Northwest, Birds, Rear Window. Vertigo again. Vertigo again. (laughs) However, we found that his top praised film by the critics, or at least the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which hadn't already been remade at some point, um, was one we are doing this week. So, to get your suspicions ready, we are going to recast Shadow of a Doubt. Bum, bum, bum. Ah. From 1943. 1943. This was during World War II. <laughs> Set just before World War II. And I will explain that in the fun facts. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, you didn't like this movie, I hear. <sighs> no. This movie... I don't know. I've seen Hitchcock movies. Like, we've done one before. We've done two now. Mm-hmm. The Fog, The Lodger, had more suspense and more whodunit than this movie ever had. Yes. I and I didn't... Ag- s- I will agree with that. And I don't know if it's just me. I didn't see a lot of amazing styles of Hitchcock in this. I saw a bit. There were a couple. Yeah. But I, I just... I, I didn't like the whole, I know the plot from like, sorry, I keep hitting this. I know the plot from like the first five minutes. It's, oh, he's the killer. But you didn't know that until he tells you that he's the killer. No, you, I guessed it. I'm like, you know he is. I didn't find the acting particularly strong. I don't know if that's me. Maybe I just was not watching this in the right headspace. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. But Shut up, murderer man. You're not as charming exactly, as you think you are. But that's the thing. Like, I was like, they make him out, young Charlie, makes him out as this, like, really great guy, and he can do all, and everyone, like, kind of likes him and all that, but then he kind of just acts as a dick the whole time, and then he just gets this, like, weird weirdness to him. Yeah. That doesn't really, I don't know. I I just... This wasn't this wasn't the movie for me. Like I was, that's fine. It doesn't have to. I be. have changes to this to make it more exciting. But well, yes, I as well. But I did enjoy this movie. I thought it was very very good. Um, I I did like the acting. I did like the story. Though yes, I'm not saying the acting's bad. I just no, I no, didn't find it. Fine. I did like. Um, though yes, I will agree that the um, plot is thin. The plot is thin. Um, clearly, this this um, screams for either. Either we don't know that Charlie is the murderer, mm-hmm. or we know, and he is now scarier for it. See, right? That would have been better, but I feel like it didn't. Like I feel like they just didn't make him like scary enough. Mm-hmm. This one, yeah. Because it was like, oh, I'm too buddy-buddy. And it's like, okay, yeah, you kids go up. And now I'm going to murder you on this train. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? I did have one serious issue with this movie, though. It is very misogynistic. Very misogynistic. Okay, two serious issues with this movie. <laughs> What's your first? My first major issue is, why? Why does this uncle and niece want to screw so much? Like... Holy crap. It's ridiculous. It looks like a love story from the get-go. It looks like Kubrick's Lolita. Yeah. And I, until she started dating the cop, I'm like, is this girl like 16? Like, I thought she was still in high school. 
Well, they kind of made it seem like that because they're like, oh, this is my friend from or college, I think she said. Did she? Okay. I missed that. Because they run into her friend, right? Mm. Or, but that's later in the movie when yeah. they're working at the bar. Well, right? that's the thing. Like, and that was the problem I had with casting this. Like, the the guy that played the dad, and we'll get to his name later. That played Joseph Newton, Henry Travers. Yeah, he was fifty eight. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so he's fifty eight. <laughs> he looks seventy five. He looks seventy five. His youngest son is seven. Yeah. Means he had him at fifty one. How old is his wife? Yeah. Like, I was like, because, yeah, but like, I hate, I hate though in the movies, and we talk about this, I hate how in the movies, like, the parents of the 20-year-old look like they're 80. Yeah. Like, but even nowadays, you, you cast a 56-year-old actor or actress in one of these roles, they do not look no. like this guy. Right. In but, fact, I'm pretty sure I cast a 56-year-old. I, I casted 40-year-old. Mm, no, yeah. actually, I might have cast 50-year-olds. But then, that's the thing. I was trying to figure out, how old is she? Yeah. Is she supposed to be 16, which makes this super, super creepy? creepy. Or is she in like her tw- like very early 20s? And just I, hasn't left the house because she hasn't gotten married? And, yeah. cause it's I, I put 20s. I put 20s. I put it in 20s, too. Yeah. Like early early to mid twenties, like between between twenty and twenty five, uh, just to take down the creep factor a little bit, um, and like not just from Charles, mm-hmm. but from Jake, Jack, Jack, from Jack as well. Because like when they started hanging out, I'm like, what, what? And then it wasn't until after that that I'm like, wait, is she older than I think she is? Yeah, because then again, that's creepy too. Because if yeah. he's a federal officer of some sort, mm-hmm. he's not in his like early teens. No, he wouldn't even be in his like probably. He could be mid twenties. He could be in his late twenties. I'd say mid twenties yeah. to late twenties. He's in the like, twenty-five to thirty range. Yeah, but that's more appropriate when she's in the twenty to twenty-five range. Makes it less appropriate when she's, she's in the sixteen, 16 or eighteen range. range. And you're like. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, because no. like you just you just find her. She's just lying on her bed in her room and like contemplating contemplating life. life. And you're like, what? And like her siblings are so much younger than her. Well, and that's the point I was trying to get. Like, she was the first, but then her, ten years later they had a daughter. Ten years and later, then they had two years later they had a son. Yeah. <laughs> so like, how old are these these people? Yeah. Like, were the last two accidents? I don't or really was see, she? And then they just—I don't see the 1940s people having having that many accidents. Who knows? Especially not these people. Yes, I agree with you. This has weird. And like, I'm pretty sure that's a Hitchcock thing. Like, I know he is notorious for treating his female leads uh, pretty scandalously mm-hmm. um, when it comes to stuff. Well, so. Yeah, and there's. The misogyny from Charles is just. There's that one scene when he's talking about like the oh, widows, yeah. and, and they're you're just, just getting like fat and ugly on their, their dead. Oh, husbands they're gonna dying. be swines, and like, and you're like, but like that was clearly his supposed to be his motivation for killing them. Well, yeah, right. But it's also supposed to be like the okay, you can see he's unhinged, mm-hmm. but then you're just like. His sister is right across from him, and, and nobody says... And the sister's just like, <laughs> Charles, you're so funny. Oh, Charles. <laughs> Charles Xavier. I'm, <laughs> going to, I'm going to miss you when you leave, you, Charles. No one's <laughs> going to miss this man. <laughs> I'm going to miss your money, Charles. It's not even But his. not you. Shoots him. <laughs> Twist. Twist. <laughs> I thought the of several... was the murderer the whole time. I thought of several <laughs> twists, and I'm like... You know, okay, you could have Herb. Herb is a killer. I did think they might go that way when Herb found her in yeah. the in the thing. Because I, thought... I just I just happened to be walking by your back garden and I saw the. Th- I'm like, but see, this is where again I hated how it wasn't. Is he? Isn't he? Mm-hmm. Because right there, it was. She doesn't have the key. Oh, what does he do? He pulls the key out. Yeah, and then puts it in, and you're like seriously like mm-hmm. where's the suspense here where's the because i was with you i was like oh is herb like going after her yeah because like it would have been interesting if like 
we had seen her look for the key. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there. And then when Charles went to turn it off, mm-hmm. it was just it was there. there. Yes. Right. And then so. I thought, could it be Jack? Like, could Jack be this? And he's just chasing Charles. And Charles thinks he's chasing him for something completely different, like tax evasion. <laughs> like, that would have been more suspenseful to me. Mm-hmm. Had it been him being chased for a completely different reason. Yeah. And it just happened to tie into the Mary Widow Killer, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Whatever it is. And, like, so, I mean... So, is that your change? No. Okay. Well, let's go into those. Don't we do you want some fun facts? Yeah! Fun fact it up! Let's fun fact it up! World War II facts! World War II facts! It was terrible. <laughs> people so died. many people died. <laughs> oh, Okay. So, speaking of World War II, by the way, you might wonder why they weren't talking about it. So, when young Roger, the little kid, looks at the picture of his grandparents taken in 1888, he remarks, 53 years ago, which indicates this film is set in 1941, before the U.S. entered the war. This explains why no one in the film ever refers to the war. Except Uh, it was happening. It was still happening in It was ongoing, and one of the newspapers um, that young Charlie pulls out when she's at the library talks about a little bit about it, but they're not involved yet. Mm. Um, if you didn't know, this movie was inspired by the 16-month killing spree of Earls Nelson. Nope. nope. All right. This uh, film touches on a few similarities. Nelson's method was to connect with widows who owned boarding houses try to trick his way into gaining ownership to kill the proprietress proprietress let's just go with yes yes um and have his way with them then steal their money and jewelry and move on at the beginning of the picture uncle charlie was in a boarding house owned by mrs martin if you were to follow his usual method he would have murdered mrs martin before leaving town later he tells his niece charlie that the missing newspaper article was about someone he used to know Mm -hmm. a previous victim or the song, A Somebody I Used to Know. By Gautier? Gautier, <laughs> who never did anything after that. Um, he did the main theme in um, God of War Ragnarok. That's actually really, oh. really good. Blood on the Snow. I didn't know that. Um, did you pick up the Alfred Hitchcock cameo? I did not. Alfred Hitchcock, on the train to Santa Rosa, California. He is playing cards. Hmm. He has the entire suit of spades in his hands, including the symbolic ace. I did. I do remember seeing that. Yeah. I don't didn't recognize that yeah. it was Hitchcock though. Being the director, he was holding all the cards. But um, bum. What a dick. <laughs> uh, in his interview with Francois Truffaut, oh. I'm assuming that's his name. Um, Alfred Hitchcock said this was his favorite movie. Uh, he discussed with Hitchcock about the use of two in this movie. Did you catch on this? Mm-hmm. So there are two Charlies, young Charlie and Uncle Charlie. Two scenes at the railway station, the arrival and the leaving of Uncle Charlie. Two men on the run, one man in the east and Uncle Charlie in the west. Two men on the run are killed, one by a plane, one by the train. I wasn't trying to rhyme that, but it (laughs) rhymes. One was John Candy, one was Steve Martin. (laughs) There are two policemen and two visits of the police to the house. Yeah. As well as some other twos. Um, And lastly, I thought this was kind of an interesting one that I'll play on a little bit. Um, uncle Charlie is connected to all three children, not just by, you know, being their uncle. Um, so that is the young Charlie, Anne, and Roger in the family. First of all, he is closest to Uncle er, young Charlie because they share the name. Um, like Anne, Uncle Charlie was always reading when he was young, mm-hmm. that his mother or, or her mother talks about. And like Roger, Uncle Charlie is the youngest in the family. Huh. He's the baby brother. Interesting. Yes. Was that, uh, are those your fun facts? Those are your fun facts. Fun were, facts. Were they fun? They were. I enjoyed the World War II one. Oh, good. Because I do remember the mark of, that was 53 years ago. <laughs> what kind of person, what kind of child says that? <laughs> I would have been like, that was, that was like 100 years ago. <laughs> I don't have enough fingers. <laughs> and I got socks on. I can't count my toes. <laughs> um, but one of the things I also did think about for at least a little bit for like the very first part of the movie because they kept remarking that he looked so different mm-hmm. that i'm like is this just not charles i thought that for a while too and like he just took over charlie's spot um because well, he also kept like 
you know, when he, when he first met his sister or first, you know, he, he's mm-hmm. like, stop right there. This is our address from childhood because I remembered all these facts about this guy. Like, I totally thought it was going to be like, mm-hmm. wait, this isn't actually Charles. It's just some guy who's modeled himself to look like Charles because he, you know, yeah. often. I thought right. that too. And then I was like, but the sister recognizes him too much. And so does the niece. Like, especially when it's like, oh, you look sick when you came off the train, but you're perfectly fine now. Yeah. Which I thought was a very interesting. I, I agree. That was some good. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of segue there yeah but like it's it's totally because then he doesn't get spotted on the train yeah because if he if he claims that he's sick and no one goes and sees him Mm -hmm. then like it's a long train ride from new york to santa rosa california no it's not come on it's only like 53 hours (laughs) that's only 53 (laughs) years shut up boy (laughs) he's been saying that for every answer he finally got one right Uh, anyways um, what are your changes? Oh, hey. Because I think both of us have significant changes to the movie, despite oh, yeah. one of us liking it and one of us not. One of my changes, and it's the biggest and it's the most impactful, is changing the entire theme of this. Like, <laughs> It's changing it to a copy. <laughs> no. Um, so I had three visions of this film. One is you film it in the same time period. Mm-hmm. You make it, you know, basically... Not the shot-for-shot shot remake. We've already done that with Psycho, and it did not work. Mm-hmm. But you, you've set it in 1941. Not really loving that one. Second one was we go future. You go Blade Runner style cyberpunk. You set it in that time. Okay. Makes it a lot harder. The third one, which is the one I'm sticking with, and it's a harder to explain, but I'm just going to say Fallout. Set it in a world... Not like Fallout. Not that bad. Not the nuclear wasteland, but pre-bombing. Oh, okay. So where like everything is set in the 50s. The but 1950s they have, future. Yes. Where they have like random robots and they have like random technology that doesn't really make sense that they never got out of the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So it's still retro future. Yeah. I think. I, can't, I didn't look up the actual term. Retro futurism. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it makes a Art little more. Deco. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanted that kind of aesthetic and style to this movie and set it in this like weird timeline mm-hmm. of where this is kind of where it is where you can still have the look of the 1950s cars but they like hover mm-hmm. right and instead of mr miss henderson at the telegram office it's literally like a mr henderson robot <laughs> right like okay i wanted to change <laughs> it up so that it kind of and then Take away, I didn't want to make another 1950s, like, set this another era. Like, I just, I needed to change this up enough to make it interesting for me. Mm-hmm. That's just an aesthetic change to it. The storyline is, I'm still keeping Charlie as the, the killer. I am too. But I want far more evidence that he might not be. So you want a real whodunit? I want a real whodunit. I want even Jake to admit they don't know if it's him and well he does yeah because they go we have one guy in the east and we have yeah. this guy he's like but the thing is like him and his partner mm-hmm. want it to be him because then you know they get the caller but i want it to be that jake is implanting the idea that it is him in charlie oh 100 he did that in this movie yeah yeah but i want it to be like way more subtle i want the charlie to be start off with the idolizing of her uncle but not to the sexualized level they did in this Mm -hmm. it's more of the oh he's such a cool uncle you know he always has the best gifts and best things like he's kind of uncle scrooge (laughs) uncle scrooge if uncle scrooge gave away his cash oh okay so (laughs) uncle scrooge after yeah the the christmas carol yeah he's the rich uncle that you know but i want it to be that she remembers him when she was young and now that she's met him as she's older, and as you do when you get older, you realize your aunts and uncles are not the exciting people that you you thought. It's that Boy Meets World theory with her with his brother. Yes. Where he was like really cool, cool. the first and then season, he gets and then dumb. he gets super dumb. Progressively dumber. Um, I want, though, uh, Robert? What's, what's the kid's name? Roger. I want Roger to start idolizing Charlie, though. Okay. And for your um, younger Charlie to start realizing, like, she's watching her younger brother idolize this guy who potentially is a killer. Anne is still just Anne. 
I didn't get the whole, maybe I missed it. I don't know. I didn't get the whole, she doesn't want to sit with him anymore at the dinner table. Like that just kind of came out of nowhere. Or I want him to be like, at least mean at some point to her or something that that's the why. Um, what was my other change I was going to have? Yeah, I still really want it to be more of a who's done it. And I've been, I don't know. The ending is a little interesting because he gets his, he gets his comeuppance. But nobody ever really solves it, right? They never, they can't say it's him. He just died. Hmm. Well, she can. She can. And she, but they don't have to. And like, that's part of the thing, I think. Because even, even at the end when he's, when she's standing next to Jake. Jack. Jack. Sorry. No, Jake. Whatever. <laughs> um, she's he's like she's like I knew more than I said, and he's like I know. Yeah. Right. And but he, like, but like, they're not going to do anything. At that point, they're like, doesn't really matter. The killer's dead. Yeah. We don't have to throw his name in the mud to ruin your family and all that shit. But I don't. Yeah. I don't want it to be the way they did the ending. I don't want it to be. Oh, we're on the train. Oh, you kids go off. Oh, but you stay here, Charlie, for a second. Like, I want it to be more like he gets on whatever the steampunk looking train I got in the future is the rocket to Mars. <laughs> no, no, it's still, still regular, but I want it to be, he gets on and as it's pulling away, she goes, no, I can't let him get away with this. And hops back on and hops on. Hmm? And then they have a confrontation and then, you know what? If you don't want Charlie to kill him, Jake's on the train somewhere and shoots him. Because he realized that he was running away, and yeah, but then he'd ha- they'd have to be like, well, he's the bad guy. Because <laughs> this one, they can just pass off yeah, as, but... a, as a bad accident, right? <clears throat> yeah, but you can at least prove because he's trying to kill her mm-hmm. on the train or whatnot. But yeah, it needs to be more of a who done it. Like, make it look like he is a very shady businessman, but then some of his business dealings are legitimate and that's why they're struggling to pinpoint him well no matter what they are because he has he comes into that bank with forty thousand dollars in cash which in 2020 was equivalent to six hundred and six thousand yeah like he just walks it in like he like collects it (laughs) out of his pockets pocket change i've never lost a dime (laughs) but like that too like the whole bank scene where he's just like rubbing shit on his brother-in-law mm-hmm about the banks and, you know, hey, you're hey, cooking you, the books and you, taking some and they're you, all you like... You can embezzle here. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, I don't get this character. But that's why I wanted to be like Charlie, the younger Charlie, who was idolizing him and starts to realize when he's out, like, you're a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, you used to be cool and I used to laugh at your stuff. But it's kind of immature stuff. And your view of the world is so obscured that it's, yeah, you're not... The cool uncle I knew. Cool uncle. I'm going to be a cool uncle. Are you? No. What are your changes, by the way? Not as substantial as yours. You don't like my um, retro future? I do. Don't get I me just, wrong. I like, the, I, I like the idea of it. It's just I have a hard time seeing a movie set in that world. Maybe it's just because I'm not picturing it the way you're picturing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine. Um I don't want mine set in the 40s, and I don't want mine set now. I don't want mine set in a time. You know those movies, like, they're just set in a small town in the middle of America where no one has a cell phone, but everyone has modern cars, and it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is a this is a timeless, you know, thing, right? Yeah. And I want, I want that. One of the big, big changes is, to avoid any weirdness, it is now an ant. Oh. <laughs> Um, but I want the audience to know it was the ant from pretty early on. I want this person to be scary and I want the audience to see that and it to slowly dawn on the rest of the people. Um, see, mostly I, younger Charlie. Yeah. See, um, I want more of the charismatic, like I want the guy the that you is, want to like and then realize you can't like but him. I want that too. Mm-hmm. But like the thing is, I want that. I want Hannibal Lecter type of person. Mm. Like I want the I want this person who is just like super fun and quirky and weird, but like who never you know who never blinks. You know is a monster. Oh yeah, right. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> oh uh, God. <laughs> yeah, and then it's it's up to Charlie to mm-hmm. to figure that out. Um, I want to 
I want to have... I'm debating whether or not I want the mom to be the one who's into the murder thing. Because that's kind of a thing nowadays. Where it's like the family knows, but she... Like, that... I No, I, no, but, uh, like, we're, like, young women are into murder podcasts oh, yeah. and all that stuff. It's a thing nowadays. Yeah, Mel, Mel loves... My sister loves those yeah. podcasts. She listens to them all the time. Yeah. Um, true crime podcasts and stuff like yeah. that. Like, So I'm, I'm debating whether or not I want to do that, and I think I do. Um, but I kind of want it to be the family. Like, the dad, the mom, and mm-hmm. um, Henry? Herbie. Herbie are kind of all in it together. Like, they're yeah. the ones who are like, oh, this is good. But they're following this yeah. trail of yeah. murders. Um, and, like, that's part of the reason why Charlie is all, like, weird about it. Yeah. So, because you brought it up, and I, I was just thinking about it, too. I kind of want, at the very end of this, young Charlie to be talking to her mom, and her mom to be like, yeah, I mean, like, I kind of know, but he's my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, because he, she has that weird not weird but that speech about where he hit his head or he was in a bike accident mm-hmm. and then he was a completely he different person the, he wasn't the same afterwards yeah and i want it to be more i don't want her to know like he's been murdering people but i want young charlie to be like mom do you know what he's been up to and her to be like i know i don't care mm-hmm. but that seems more like a 1950s type of thing that's why it's in retro future yeah true yeah 1950s with laser guns <laughs> pew pew but yeah, I, I I really just want mine to be, I want mine to be creepy. I want mine. I want the audience to think that Charles Charlie is here to like stalk the family and like hide out. But like, if push came to shove, because like I never murder. believed he would kill any of them, even when he tried to kill Charlie. Yeah, I'm like, no, this isn't. This is a weak way of killing Charlie. Yeah, I want my charles to be to be like you would this this person would boil the children if it if it got him got him away from the cops well i want <laughs> i want it kind of like you're talking about um i don't want the mom to be involved heavily but i want joseph and herbie to really be into it because i want not just this to be like he strangles them all like that's it i want it to be like he's doing stuff that is he's getting away with they just can't find anything but they know it's this one person because of the similarities in all the women that i know what throw in a man in there too well the thing is i don't care but it it just has to be rich widowers yes that's That's all it has to be but i want the way he's going to try to off charlie that sounds terrible (laughs) is one of the ways that these two are discussing at dinner and Uncle Charlie's just sitting there going, huh. Yeah. Like, you just see him in the background kind of intently listening. Mm-hmm. And they say something, and he kind of, like, sniffles or something. Like Does the, like, does the, the uh, murderer head tilt? Yeah. <laughs> but you, it's not like it's focused on him. You could just, yeah, if you just picked the, it out of the background. He's, he's out of focus in the yeah. background. Yeah. And like, well, you know, what if I put these with this, and the two do interact? And he's like, oh, okay. And, mm-hmm. like... I always love that stuff in horror films because I want this to be mm-hmm. borderline a horror film, like Silence of the Lambs is. Um, obviously, I don't want it gruesome. I don't want, I don't want you to see no Charles murder a bunch of people at the beginning and you know, all that stuff. But like, I want this to be scary. I want Charles to be a menacing personality in the house. Hmm. Um, so yeah, see, that's what I want. This... But I want. I want them to be like that awesome nuclear family. Hmm. Um, I even picked people who are kind of funny and I know would have good banter between the two people, like the multiple people and stuff Hmm. like that. Like that's why I also want kind of, I want the the neighbor to be a little more involved and stuff like that. Cause I want it to be like, I I went for a funny guy with the neighbor. Fun, Like, yeah. But see, I wanted, here's the weird thing is, I don't want this to be a horror, and I don't really want... Like, I want this to be kind of a detective suspense. Yeah. Well, that's not but, the story you're doing. The story no. I'm doing yeah. is more... But I want it to be in this more fantastical world. Because I just... this is, Part of the reason is I just don't feel like we do that in movies anymore. Maybe not anymore, but we don't really try to... We don't. We don't. Asia does. Um, um, India does. India does. We don't. But yeah. Hollywood doesn't. Like, we either stick to future or blah, blah, blah. But we never 
just change the yeah. the theme for the sake of changing it. Rarely do we have a now, but yeah. kind of movie. A different timeline yeah. where this has changed. And that's why I was kind of saying, like, Fallout had that great... Mm-hmm. Not the wasteland again. Not after the fallout. Literally before, where you're in this weird '50s era, but you have a Mister because it was like twenty one twenty. Yeah, it was like in, it was still hundreds of years in the future. future. It was just we've gone retro. Aesthetically, they hadn't really gotten past the 1950s no. slash the '60s of you have the yeah. yeah the retro feel, and I just. I want I want to see a movie that is just a basic plot movie, but set in this world, and you don't explain. You don't need to explain the world. No. Because the world isn't part of it. Yeah. I get it. Sky Captain. No, that movie's terrible. That movie is. is. Okay. Shall we talk about a cast? Let's talk about the cast. Let's talk about the cast. You want to talk about Hitchcock again? Uh, No. We talked about him last week. Hitchcock is... He was holding all the cards. Yes, he was. And he's old. Well, that, that was the thing like, was, we talked about it last week. That was what surprised you last yeah. week when you're like, Jesus he did Christ, a he did number of silent movies. <laughs> um, Which again, The Lodger, as I said, was his first theatrical. I was very suspenseful in that movie. Hmm? And they had no words. Yeah. And it was more of a whodunit. And then they never... But that one didn't pay off. No. And this one, I feel like it was too on the nose right off the bat. And I just... And I didn't feel... Like it was too much of a puzzle anymore. Hmm. Like it was just more of a, when is she gonna out him? Okay. Anyway, sorry. That's okay, okay, let's move on. Herbie, Herbie Hawkins, Herbie Hawkins, him and his love bug, played by Hume Crayon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not crayon. Um, it's <laughs> uh, Cronion. C R O N Y N, Cronion, Crayon, Crayon. Um, he is known for Cocoon. Interesting. Did not know. Uh, batteries not included. What? Which we talked about recently. <laughs> what? What is he in batteries? Is he the old man? Uh, Brewster's Millions and this. Um, he is Frank Rip. Really, Riley, Frank Riley in Batteries Not Included. I'm looking this up. I gotta see um, his face. Wow, I did not know that. I loved, I loved Batteries Not Included when I was a kid, and I don't know why. I've never seen it, but actually, recently thinking, recently seeing something about this movie. Oh, he made, totally is. Made me man. want to do this movie for this show. Which one? Batteries Not Included. Yeah. Yeah. He totally is. He's the old man in it. I should have recognized him. Well, he looks very different. No, he kind of does look the same. I've always wanted to do Cocoon. Well, maybe we do. Maybe we do a Robert Crayon month. Well, you no, don't even know who this is. <laughs> He's in these four movies. We're doing a Benjamin Disraeli month. <laughs> you, you don't, don't even know, know who I am. am. Um, no, the reason I want to do something like Cocoon is because it's about old people. And we cast 20-somethings all the time. We'll, we'll talk about this outside. <laughs> Technically, we could do both, and it'd be aliens visiting Earth. Yep. Because that's what Batteries Not Included is about, and that's... That's what Cocoon is. That's what Cocoon is. Yeah. Anyway, Hume Crayon. <laughs> Hume Crayon. I'm sorry, Hume. Um, I think he's dead. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Um, he was born July 18th, 1911. Ooh. And uh, died June 15th, 2003, at the ripe old age of 91. He lived a good life. Good life for Mr. Hume. We assume he lived a good life, but he lived a long life. Hmm. Uh, he was a member of Parliament in London, Ontario. No. Oh. From 1917 okay. to 1921. <laughs> Interesting. So, when he was six? <laughs> Apparently. Oh, that was his father. <laughs> Jeez. But he was, he Cana- was six. He was Canadian, though. Nope. Good yeah. on us. Yeah. Go Maple Leafs. He was nominated for a Best Academy Award, or Best Supporting Actor for Academy Award for his performance in The Seventh Cross in 1944. Hmm. I never heard of that movie. Oh. Anyway. Um, you, me, how do you want to do this? Um, I will start. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. No, no, we sorry. I was scrolling through his IMDb and like he has he's juror number nine in Twelve Angry Men. I'm like, that was way before this, and I'm like, oh no, wait, this was from 1997. This was a TV movie in '97. Oh, yeah. So we talked about that when we did it. Okay. So this is part of my my weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Stephen Merchant. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Mostly because I kind of want this had... tall, gangly guy coming in and being like, ooh, murder. <laughs> we had him, and we had the kids. But, okay, that is kind of precisely what I'm talking about. I know. Because that is one of the funniest and most intense scenes that has been put on film. Like, it's ridiculous how funny that scene is. Considering the subject and matter. how unbelievably or... tense it is. Yes. Because, like, if he figures it out... They're all dead. <laughs> like, it's right up there with the bar scene in Inglorious Bastards for me. Where, like, I just think that... Three! Yeah. Ah. I think that is, like, one of the most... Or, like, that mm-hmm. whole movie is actually a great um, exercise in That's tension. That's just Christopher Waltz doing great. That helps. Like, that dinner scene where he knows that Shoshana is Shoshana and just doesn't say anything because he's a nut bar. <laughs> So, yes, Stephen Merchant, my my weird gangly British man. <laughs> I picked quite a few British people actually, but yeah, but that's part of my anywhere USA, anywhere USA. anytime USA type of you. thing. Yeah. Um, I so I went for somebody I know that can play kind of the off off character, not off character, but he can play that kind of strange character. So I went Danny Pudi. Yep. Good old Abed, um, mm-hmm. or the mechanist in the upcoming Avatar sh- TV show, Last Airbender. I guess I have to put it out there because otherwise you think James Cameron, um, <laughs> especially now. But you can totally see him as this like intense, like you said, involved in like trying to figure out murders and how to how to get away with it. Uh, <laughs> one second. <laughs> Keep talking. Yes, I I agree. Okay. He is he is very a very talented actor, and it'd be nice to see him in more things. Yeah, and he shows up on some random stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, shows up in a Marvel movie here and yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> one time. Um, but most uh, of, most of the ca- the crew have been in a Marvel film. Almost I think. all of them, except for um, Ken. I don't think Ken has Ken Jong. Yeah, he was in he was in Infinity War. No, he was. In oh, Endgame. he was. He yeah. was. No, he, um, he was the Alison secu- Brie. Hasn't has she not? No, I think it's like Allison Brie and um, Britta. I know Britta, Britta. hasn't. Um, Julian Jacobs. Yeah. Cause and technically, um, I remember the characters' names. Jeff has been in one, but not one of the new ones. Yes. <laughs> he was in Spider Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, he in, wasn't it the Amazing Spider Man? No, he was in Spider Man 2. He was the, the bank loan officer who had denied Correct, Aunt yes. May the, the We're bank adding loan. that in. <laughs> He's in it. So, but yeah, Danny, Danny Pudi. Um, I just, I was like, he would play this role perfectly. And like, I love the fact that he just like walk in the house and like, kind of like, Oh, you guys are eating late. And then just sits down at the back with the dad and just starts going. And you're like, what? This super awkward character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got to add some humor to this? Yeah. Okay. Joseph or Emma? Joseph, I would say, because Emma's more of a key. You got it, dude. Ah, thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Tanner, everybody, okay. was here. Joseph Newton, played by Henry Travers. Um, Henry Travers was born on March 5th, in 1874. 1874. And he died October 18th, 1965, at 91. <laughs> Just like the other... Our last guy. Um, he is known for It's a Wonderful Life, where he was Clarence, so oh, we've recasted we've him already. Done him. <laughs> yep. um, the Invisible Man from 1933, this movie, and Mrs. Minerva in 1942. Now that... Um, now that you said yeah, I Clarence, I 100% like, recognize him as Clarence. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
remember watching him in I didn't in like the terrible Christmas movie yeah, we chose. I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of that movie, so I I have I've forgotten most of it. <laughs> uh, it is your go. Oh, I guess I'm up. So I again I didn't go for like a 60, 70 year old looking guy, and anyways, um, I went with Sean Murray. Why do I know that name? I uh, say NCIS. If I, because you won't get it from Hocus Pocus. He's not in Hocus Pocus. Well, but now yeah. you said the two, I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Sean Murray. Yeah. Okay. You know who he is. Um, what was his name in NCIS? Um, no. You're gonna okay. Just I gotta make sure I actually pull it up so that I know. Ah, oh, crap. McVie? Timothy McVeigh. Close. No, that's a murderer. Clo- you're close. But he was Tim, right? He was Timothy, but yeah. he was a Tim. What's his last name? McGee. McGee! Damn it! Because <laughs> a couple of characters called him Tim. Yeah. But um, the main guy. Gibbs always Gibbs called, called him McGee. McGee. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I'm done. But- Podcast over. Tell them where they can find us. <laughs> you know, just wait till you get to the next one. I know you'll get her right away, but... Um, for me, for me, he was, uh, he's the standard dad. He's not an, uh, sorry, I'm not going to be mean to him. He's not an attractive man, but he's not an ugly man. Mm-hmm. But he's in this like 50, 50 year old range. And it'd be funny because NCIS, all about murder, him and Danny Pudi together talking about murders, I just feel like would be a really interesting pairing. And them being excited it's just, about it's it. It's just such a weird choice. Why? No, no, I'm not saying it's a bad choice. It's just because one of the things, like, I don't know, it's just, it's always weird pulling people from TV. Yeah, into right? movies. Yeah. Um, so. My next one is also pulled from TV, but. My my main person, my two I, main people are TV people. And I, I get it. I get that criticism because yeah. it doesn't always work. We know that. No. Um, but, but here for, the, like, these small parts, yeah, like, yeah. The dad's not a big part and in mine, it's not, he's still not that big of a part. Like, the mom's got to be more of a mm-hmm. bigger part. Yeah. Because she has to be more like, oh, my brother's here, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to make this, this for him, and, oh, yeah, i got to do this. And I'm, like, putting on this huge show mm-hmm. where the dad's just like, blank, hey, I'm reading my, my newspaper and hanging out with my weird buddy that we're talking about murdering each other. But I just love Why do that. we always have to talk about murdering people? We're not, We're not talking about, about murdering that. people. We're talking about murdering each other. I love that line. Okay? I didn't like He's this movie. He's talking about murdering me, and I'm talking about murdering him. I, I didn't love this movie, but I love that line. <laughs> just, like, but We're was, not talking about killing people. It was We're talking just, about killing each other. It's just like, so nonchalant. It's like, that's an explanation yeah. for what we're doing. <laughs> Anyways, who's your, who's your Joseph Newton? So, I have obviously gone a little bit more for this. Mm-hmm. Um... I picked Don Cheadle. Okay. Again, as I said, I want I want the family part of it to be quite um, dynamic and fun and stuff like that. I want them to be a real happy family and stuff like that. Yep. Because obviously, from the 1940s perspective, as we've mentioned before, this is very chauvinistic and stuff. But I want this to be a everybody shares everything kind of family. Yeah. Um, so. We share everything except our feelings. <laughs> we bottle those down. We're British. We only share our feelings with dogs and horses. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So, yeah, and no. then, you know, he, he, he's the guy that wants to murder baby Thanos. <laughs> Just, you know. <laughs> Wait till he meets Deadpool, who'd be like, I'm totally down. <laughs> I'll get Cable to do it. <laughs> Cable likes murdering kids. <laughs> he, couldn't marry ba- he couldn't murder baby Hitler, so. No, I know. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> no, Don Cheadle. I like it. Okay. Emma Newton? Emma Newton. Played by... Nope, wrong person. Patricia College. Collinge. God damn it. <laughs> Patricia Collinge. Um, she is known for this movie. The Little Foxes. Which looks ridiculously like My Fair Lady. Um, <laughs> Casanova Brown. And Tender Comrade. Casanova Brown had Gary Cooper in it. Did it? Yeah. But do you see the the, yeah. the cover for the little foxes? Does that not look like My Fair Lady? Yep. <laughs> the ruthless of money-eyed Hubbard clan lives in and poisons their part of the Deep South at the turn of the twelfth twentieth century. Mm. 
this also had Teresa Wright in it. Yep. And well, Betty Davis. You gotta remember, this was around the time where this was like you were contracted to the studio to make movies, right? No, 100%, yeah. So, if you have one actress in a movie, you probably have another. Mm-hmm. Ah, she was the flower girl and the queen of the Moulin Rouge. Oh, cool. Okay. I guess this is my go. You're up. Okay. No, I hate it. I absolutely love this actress. Yes. She can play everything in my book. And I just love the idea of her playing a housewife. But like the modern version of a housewife, right? Not subservient and like yeah. this one was, but like a, 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 the wife that stays at home and takes care of the kids and does all that while the husband goes to the bank and works. Um, so I picked <laughs> Olivia Coleman because I think she can play this with the right amount of sass and the right amount of funny because hmm? she's just brilliant in most things. <laughs> um, and oddly enough, almost 10 years younger than the person I picked to be her younger brother, but I always thought it was an older brother. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think Olivia Coleman's just barn on one of the best actresses out there right now. Yeah. And always fun to see her in these little things. Like, God damn it, she was in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so... Hot Fuzz was great. But... So was the Hound. But he was like, in Hot Fuzz. But, like, ten years later, she was winning an Oscar. Garp. Like, <laughs> so... Have you ever... Sorry, now that you talk about Hot Fuzz. Have you ever seen the, um... There was an interview with Maisie Wilson's and the guy that... I can't remember what the Hound's actual name is. Oh, okay. And she was like, I didn't know who you were. And then I went home and I was watching Hot Fuzz. <laughs> you were in Hot Fuzz! And he's like, Garp. <laughs> And she's like, yeah. Well, because you looked so much different oh, than yeah. as the hound. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my segue. Who did you have? So. 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 <laughs> I picked somebody. <laughs> and um, I'm calling Irish for some reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No. Uh, I, I went for somebody that I felt would play a very good mom role. Um, and I don't know why. I just, I feel like she would. I want Emily Deschanel. Emily Deschanel? Bones? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Because she's Zoe's great. sister. Yeah, Zoe's sister. She has the, the Deschanel eyes. <laughs> you can you can totally tell. I just, I feel like she would be able to play this role really well. Like, she, uh, this she weird... Yeah. She, she was a mom on the show, and it was quite well done. Yes. She was still Bones, though, but yeah. Yeah, she was still that quirkiness, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I want a bit with her, because I want her to be quirky enough that, like, she's, you know weirdly happy to have her brother here and like stay as long as he wants and like get so emotional when he goes to leave like he's only been there what four days five days a week no i think it was longer because i think i think since like one when they when the two cops came to take photos Mm -hmm. and the date i think that was like weeks i think there was like uh, yeah there were time jumps in there yeah a little hard but yeah but i feel like she would be she'd fit this like aesthetics of the 50 wife but again i'm with you this isn't a subservient to her husband like this is a different timeline of Mm -hmm. you know she's basically has automated things going on in the kitchen and so she's not in there like i'm cooking all the time she's judy jetson yeah she's got a job jane jane jetson judy was the (laughs) judy was the daughter daughter this movie could have just been the jetson it could have been (laughs) with a weird uncle charlie I guess a weird Uncle Jane, who's played by the guy who played Jane in Firefly. Adam Baldwin? Couldn't remember which Baldwin it was. I'm sorry. He's not an actual Baldwin. Oh. I, kn- I know it was. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, Emily Deschanel. Okay, I like it. Okay. Um, next, Jack Graham. Jack Graham. By the way, I didn't do the other police officer because I didn't He really wasn't in very much. Um, McDonald Carey. Why was he Scottish? Because he's McDonald. He's a McDonald carry. He's a McDonald. But he's a McDonald with an A. <laughs> so he's a McDonald? He's a McDonald. Uh, he is known for oh this God, movie. Oh my God, he was on Days of Our Days Lives. Days of Our Lives. For like 3,000 episodes. <laughs> 3,061 <laughs> episodes this motherfucker was on. From Days 1965 to 1994. <laughs> 
and he, that's the year he died. <laughs> so he probably would have kept going. Holy shit. I don't recognize him. On, I don't. Who hey, is in The Great Gatsby? Who did he play in The Great Gatsby? Like the DiCaprio one? No, like, oh, okay. I guess uh, very early on. Hey, we probably... Oh, no. Did we do Buck Rogers? We didn't do Bro- Buck Rogers. I'm thinking of something else. We did We did Flash. Yeah. Oh, Defenders of the Universe. And then I was thinking of the other one, but that's not Buck Rogers. That oh, was, you're um, thinking of um, Buckaroo Banzai? Yes. <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch that movie just for the sake of it. That movie is just balls crazy, and I loved every second of it. Uh, okay, 3,000 anyway. episodes of a TV show! <laughs> yeah. That's insane! Well, it's a soap opera, so I know, he, but he like, would have been five episodes a week. That's insane. Yeah? From 1965 to 1994. Yeah. That man had a stable job. <laughs> <laughs> he worked longer than we will probably work. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Am I up? I'm up. You're up, yeah. Okay, so younger younger man. Not as young. I went for somebody that's actually in their, like, 30s. Um, I went with Robert Pattinson. Cool. Yeah, put him there, slick his hair back, put him in some, some spenders, and make him a... I think he's a good actor. He's a great actor. And we've talked about this before. I absolutely like, love him. Yeah. Yeah. He just did some... Well, I think everyone regrets doing Twilight these days. Except for one person. I'm sure Taylor Lautner doesn't regret it because he's pretty terrible anyway. Hmm. But, like, we've seen him in... Um, we've seen him in Tenet, Tenet. And Batman. And he's... Batman was great. Just, just phenomenal. And that's and kind of where I why I went with him because I'm like, he was an actual detective side of the Batman. I'd right. like to see him do more. And he was a good secret agent in Tenet. Yeah. Right. And he was a good Cedric Diggory, so... <laughs> he was the only Cedric Diggory. He was. <laughs> He was my Cedric Diggory. <laughs> One day we'll recast Cedric. <laughs> One day when we decide. Well, we've already talked about Harry Potter before, yeah. but I I think he would just bring that kind of detectiveness to him and have that like charisma enough to like woo young Charlie, not old Charlie. Uh-huh. Uh, he thought he was gonna woo the well, old I'm man. Like, why is he saying woo? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, Woo. and then it clicked. <laughs> Woo! I got you. What? Yeah. So, who's your Jack? It has been a Woo. very long day. <laughs> um, it seems like we've now turned the tables because I picked Grant Custon. <laughs> okay. Because um, I wanted somebody who I knew could be smart. He's very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted somebody who would look good as a g-man okay because these guys looked like cops yeah like <laughs> i like the whole there's two men outside and you look outside and they're both there like you're like the, the, that's a cop stance like you guys clearly <laughs> you guys are, look like cops you're not even trying yeah. to like hide it and then they, he like walks right past them yeah and then they chase him i'm like why did you just not stop him <laughs> Hey, guy. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 buddy. It's because they're, ch- they're trying to catch him red-handed, right? They don't have any evidence against him. So. Anyways. Right. But yeah, Grant Gustin. I think he's great. I know that show, The f- I know Flash is ending fairly soon. And the CW universe. The CW show. Um, and I want to see him move on from that because I think he's really, really good. You're like, what Marvel character can he play now? Because that's, that's how you do it. <laughs> No, we already had two Quicksilvers. <laughs> we need five. <laughs> they need to stand in a row, so it looks like they're going even faster. <laughs> or, yeah. the, you know, they you just take over and become the Flash again. Just a different Flash. At I'm, this sure point, the, I'm sure the fans would love it. Wow. With everything going on in DCM, not be surprised if they recast him. Well, they will. They're basically gutting the DC they and are. starting it's, over. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, Charlie, <laughs> Oakley Charlie? or Newton? Charlie or Charles? Um, Boy who, or girl? Who do you think's more? Or, who's your main character, basically? I I have young Charlie 
Is your main? That's the main. Yeah, so do I. So let's do Charlie Oakley. Okay. Or so, Charles. Joseph Cotton was the actor. Joseph Cotton, I Joe. Yes. He is the third man. He uh, was in <laughs> Citizen Kane. We uh, possibly oh. recasted him already. Jedediah. Um, He's in Soylent Green. Soylent Green and Gaslight. Hey, did you know Soylent Greens are people? Yeah. <laughs> I did. They're people! Wow! That's ruined the whole movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so... He lived to 1994 as well. He did. He wasn't on Days of Our Lives, though. Not 3,061 episodes of a TV show. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, is it my go or your go? Your go. My go. Okay, so this is where I really go... Off, off the deep end? Full... Monty. Full star, because like this is a person I know I wanted to be... like The audience needs to know that this person is sinister. Mm -hmm. The family needs to love this person. Mm -hmm. And I needed an actress, because I wanted to change it to an aunt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I needed an actress who could portray that. And from the get-go... Viola Davis. Kate Blanchett. Wow, okay. I, I love her... And you only, almost, almost only ever see her as a good person. Hella. I said almost only. <laughs> and let's face it, Hella's a comic book character. She's not really a bad person. She's a bad person. <laughs> All she did was kill a bunch of gods. I've done that. <laughs> That's kind of a bad thing. <laughs> gods are bad people. <laughs> so is killing! <laughs> um, but yeah, I think she... She is definitely an incredibly talented mm -hmm. actress. And I think it'd be fun to see her being sinister. Hmm? Like, actually sinister. Not hella sinister. Where she's just... <laughs> You're hella sinister, hella. <laughs> she, well, it is Southern oh. California. Um, <laughs> the Californians. <laughs> hella. Hella. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to go to surf. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Kate Blanchett. Kate yeah. Blanchett. That and... That and if you see her and I told you she was a powerful businesswoman, would yeah. you bat an eye? No. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hmm? So I wanted charisma. Charisma. No. Um, I wanted somebody that you would. To a bard. Hmm? A bard. Yeah, a bard. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Chris Pine. No. Um, no, I know. <laughs> but I wanted somebody that you don't want to be the killer, right? Like, you don't want him to be because you're like, ah, he's too nice and he's got too much charisma, but he does do sinister, dark things. I want John Krasinski. I almost did that. Did you? Yeah. Because I'm watching the new oh, season the of Jack, Jack Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Ryan. Jack Reacher's a different yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but because I wanted to make it this instead, mm -hmm. I obviously went from that. Because, yeah, he's perfect. Yeah. I would love to see that because of the fact that it's the same thing. He is always a nice person, and you just kind of want him to see this good person be like, oh, sh shit, is this person evil? Like, is this person it's, a bad person? It's kind of like the Chris Chris Evans, right? When he plays a bad guy in... Knives Out. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. I was trying to think of the Gray Man, but Knives Out too, yeah. <laughs> But you see him and you're like, no, Captain America, no. Why are you walking like that? Because I got shot in the ass, Susan. <laughs> but he's such a dick and you're like, oh. But the thing is, that's what he started his career on. I know. Like, he was Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds. Like, that's what his shtick was. Yep. And then he started Not another being... teen movie. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim. I like him. He's cool. This new boyfriend? Yeah. I like him. I like him. <laughs> um... But yeah, John Krasinski, same thing. Like, yeah. he was everyone's lovable favorite on The Office. Well, maybe not What's everyone's. What's his um, name? Um, oh my God, somebody's going to kill me for not remembering this. Um, Joe? Scott? No. Paul? No. Ringo? No. Shut up. <laughs> Dwight Schrute and Jim. Jim. <laughs> I'd go Dwight. Played by Jim. Randall Park once. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good for you for not noticing so, race. Uh, I because that show came out. This just because you brought up the office. Mm -hmm. um, his kids mm -hmm. didn't know he was an actor for a while, 
they knew his their mom was because he's married to um emily blunt yeah um, and she was also mary poppins so that helps yes um but people just kept coming up to him being like hey i know you're from the office oh <laughs> so they thought he worked in an, an office, office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jim <laughs> um yeah so john krasinski i, think I like he, it i think he'd do this yeah. role because yeah i totally thought that too mm-hmm. yeah charlie charlie well, get him clean shaven though not the mr fantastic beard uh, but the 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 beard looks good. The beard I makes know. him look... Sinister. Yeah. It lo- makes him look older. And it makes him look... Um, well, beards make you look older. No, no, but like... It, huh? makes it, yeah, huh? it does make like him I'm look 45, more, dis- more distinguished. Only... Yeah. Um, Especially since half of it's white now. <sighs> okay. Charlie Newton? Charlie Newton. Young Charlie. Played by Teresa White. Right. Teresa Wright. Right. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Shadow of a Doubt, she's known for. The Best Years of Our Lives. <laughs> um, Miss, ma- Miss Minerva. Ooh. Uh, yeah, we had that already. And Somewhere in Time. Um, so... Who else was in Miss Minerva? Somebody else in this cast. Uh, Walter Pigeon? Um, her dad. Henry oh. Travers was in Miss Minerva. Okay. Yeah. She was also in The Exorcist 3. Cool. Yeah. And a murder she wrote. Is that the one with uh Tracy Scott in it? I, I don't it know. is. Okay. Exorcist Exorcist is a classic. Mm-hmm. Exorcist two is a piece of garbage. No. Exorcist three is actually really good. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. No, no, it's like one of those surprising like Oh, like, like no one thought this was going to be good. Holy crap, this is actually quite good. Holy crap, we failed the first time. No. Well, let's redeem ourselves. Thor. <laughs> yes. Um, she was also in an episode of Murder, she wrote. Uh, like like half the people on this cast. Um, she died in 2005. Oh. 86. 2005 She was, was born in 1918, October 27th. She was younger than my grandmother, but my grandmother died many, many years ago. 2005 was like 18 years ago. No, no, but like before that. No, but it's like, I was like, oh, that's pretty recent. Ew, no, that's no. like 18 years ago. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm up. You are. I get to finally end a podcast. Wow. That was way more enthusiasm. <laughs> that's why I leaned back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? I went with Haley Steinfeld. Did you? No, I almost did. But you know why? <laughs> You know, she just plays she plays that role so well. Yeah. She, she plays does. all the roles she's done really well. Um, but like the one in Hawkeye as Kate, she just did amazing. Yeah. Um and it's that it's that moment of like, okay, she's down on the dumps, she's questioning life. Mm-hmm. Like just she kind of plays like, this precocious young yeah, person very like just, well. Oh, no one would shape things up? Uncle Charlie. But then she can do that like switch where it's no longer she's bubbly and happy where it's like the oh shit mm-hmm. something is wrong yeah and gets into the series so yeah Haley steinfeld sounds good and i haven't used her in a while i don't think i've used her at all this um we're only on episode reset. two of no, no this reset of the of the season four the master list yeah yeah, yeah. so so who's your charlie newton okay um you probably won't recognize her. No. Uh, but I picked um, Jasmine Savoy Brown. Um, she is absolutely amazing in the Yellow Jackets television show. Um, she was also in the newest Scream film as one of the twins. Don't remember if she got killed or not. I think she survived. I think her brother got killed. Um, but she is great. Yellow Jackets is one of the most remarkably good television shows that has come out in the last 15 years. Um, is I wrong? She was a character in Final Space. Okay. I just don't know who. So I'm trying to look up. She was Evra? I don't know who that is. I don't know uh, But yeah, she is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, because Yellow Jackets is kind of like a horror-centric show, 
that was kind of why. And obviously, Scream is a horror film as well. Yeah. So, well, I knew she could do the. It's a slasher film. Still got scares in it, man. It's jump scares. She was on an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Was she? Yeah, 2014. Yeah. That's Eva. Cool. So I probably recognize her from somewhere. I probably do. Okay, well that's it for Shadow of a Doubt. Shadow of a Doubt. There was no Shadow of a Doubt, by the way. There was just straight up, he murdered people. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on Podcast Networks. Let us know. Talk to us. Please talk to us. We crave attention. That's why we do this. Um, We've done this for five <laughs> seasons. <laughs> we want attention. Um, Listen to us. It's um, getting desperate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find us there. Chris can be found on Instagram at uh, the Canuck Comic Guy Store, as well as on Etsy. Hopefully, we'll be back up come February, but we're still in the process of waiting on that. Sounds good. Okay. But, all right. Well, who, Hitchcock's who, done. Hitchcock is done. Who is next for our directors? As directors go, when we're talking about famous directors. Uh, we decided we wanted to try some, our hand once again at some foreign films. Mm-hmm. And uh, a director that is pretty re- renowned, um, has some great stuff, and I'm looking forward to the next two movies, so we'll see. I'm looking um, forward to the next four. We are doing Akira, Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Starting off with his first, first directorial, directorial yeah. debut in yes. 1944. So, we're going to butcher the name, but from all of us here at Recasted, go watch Sanjiro Sugata.